Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Alright, it is Thursday's Off the Ball. We've had a little bit of a break for the last couple of weeks, but I'm delighted that John Giles is back with us again. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. Uh, you're keeping well? Good, thank you. Good, yeah. good. Uh, we're still a few weeks away from the start of the season, though it's uh, within the next month that the Community Shield is on, so uh, not too far to go. But it's obviously the height of the transfer window, and there is a lot going on at the moment. We might go through some of the main transfers and get your thoughts on them. Uh, I'll start with Manchester City, because I know Leeds fans are going to want to know your thoughts on Calvin Phillips going to Manchester City, but also the signing of Erling Haaland. It's a really interesting window at City, Haaland, the type of player they didn't have last season, and out and out number nine, never stopped them scoring a huge amount of goals. Phillips coming into an area whether he'll either complement Rodri or he'll go up against Rodri, and then losing Gabriel Jesus to Arsenal, and it seems almost certain now that Raheem Sterling, who's been so important for Pep Guardiola over the last four or five years, that Sterling is going to go to Chelsea. What have you made of what uh, City have done so far? Well, uh, on the on the incomings, uh, I think they've done well, uh, Nathan. Uh, you know, Phillips, we know, is an experienced player now and a very, very good <coughs> midfield player. Uh, Haaland, I think, is the best young striker in the world, Nathan. Of all the lads I've seen, he's the best of them. So that would be huge for Manchester City, as we know. Because don't forget, last year, they actually won the Premiership. Mm. Without it, without a recognised striker, Nathan, which which is remarkable. So uh, I can't see this lad being a being a huge success at um, at, at City. Sterling uh, looks like he's gone out, and uh, if I was a City supporter, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother about that. Why? I don't think he's done his stuff for City in the last eighteen months. Some days when he's in the mood, as they say, he's doing it. But he always looked to me. Uh, this season, anyway, as if he wanted to get away, he didn't. He hasn't been do, like he hasn't been the Sterling that we know he can be. Not by any means. There's lots of matches I saw him play. Actually, he was left out of an awful lot of matches. Mm. So why would why would uh, Guardiola do that if he was really performing? And he was performing better for England than he was for Manchester City. So it, it looked strange to me. It looked like a player that wasn't happy there for some reason uh, and wanted to get away. Uh, Haaland you mentioned one of the best if not the best young striker he'll turn 22 over the next couple of weeks do you think we're going to see a different style of play then from City this season now that they have a number 9 and with Sterling leaving as well like, do you see a scenario where it's Foden and Grealish both managing to play together off Haaland or, or how do you see him fitting in and that front three looking for Manchester City I, I, I don't think he'll have any problems uh, uh, fitting in Nathan I mean he's, he's a footballer uh, and the goals he scores are not laid on for him all the time to be just nicking into the back of the net from two yards out. Like he's, an, he's, he's, he's obviously a very, very intelligent player, what I've seen him as a striker. And I can't see him in, at City scoring a lot of goals. As I said, City last year did extremely well with, without a striker. But, it, I mean, they did try to sign Harry Kane, as we know. I think mm. Harry Kane would, would well, finish with about... 30 goals last season. I think this fellow will because they'll make enough goals. And they still got the other guys like the uh, Foden and these lads there who were, who were did did do their stuff last year to score, and they got them from midfield as well. So 
I can't I can't see any reason why Haaland can't be the leading goal scorer for them and improve the team. On those goals that he'll score then, and I'm trying to phrase this without uh, being a particularly stupid question, they scored 99 goals last season. Yeah. How many more goals can you score across the season? So do you think he'll just score more goals, he'll get 30 and everyone else will drop down a little bit? Or do you look at him now at a Manchester City team and already think they're pretty much unstoppable for next season? Well, I don't think he can add his goals to what they did last last season, mm. Nathan. You know, because there's obviously a player out or two or three players out that won't be playing this season where he'll be there. But but you have to... Well, I always felt you have to have a recognised goal scorer. Uh, and, and City were, were, did remarkably well to do what they did. But, uh, it, you know, if they get 90 goals again, it's quite a lot, Nathan. And they've got a better chance of getting 90 goals again and maybe a little bit more with getting getting Haaland in the team, I mean he's a recognised striker. I think he's he's he's, he's excellent. Uh, not me. Everybody thinks he's excellent, and I think he's with the way City play, with the, the way they make the goals for for centre forwards, uh, I can see him being a huge success for them. And it won't stop. It won't stop the other lads scoring goals anyway to come in on it. Mm. You know they, they had them last year, as we know, scoring ninety goals is is, is remarkable for without it without a recognised striker. I mean, if you look at uh, Liverpool, for example, with Salah as leading goal scorer, uh, uh, all the other teams had leading goal scorers. I think. Yeah. Well, a recognised leading goal scorer. City didn't have it. I think the most anybody uh, single individual was about ten or twelve. Was it F- from the City players? The most. Yeah, the I think towards uh, towards the end of so, the season, a few of them started to uh, get up a little bit more. De Bruyne and uh, yeah. and Sterling himself got into double figures again. Yeah, but. Uh, but there was nobody I, I, up on I twenty-five he, goals. He hasn't played well for City mm. for at least twelve months. Sterling, I think any time I've seen him playing, I think he's, he's not having, not really having a go. Mm. He looks like he wants to get away. And, and, and uh, Guardiola said he hasn't fallen out with him, but he did leave him out of the team an awful lot. I mean, he didn't play that many la- games last season. And like the, th- the great thing about football, Nathan, you can see them out there. Is he having a go? Is he not having a go? I didn't see it with Sterling. Definitely not. So the... I'm not surprised that he's gone, and uh, if, if he's got, he's got Haaland in, I mean that's that's a, if you call that a swap, then it's a huge swap in 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 ahead for Manchester City as I see it. Uh, Calvin Phillips is a player we've spoken about quite a bit over the last couple of seasons. Uh, everyone and all the Leeds United fans are always interested in your thoughts, particularly on the midfielders. Uh, there been any amount of speculation, particularly around Manchester United. He's ended up going to Manchester City. I'm interested how you see this working out for him because Rodri was exceptional last season. He ends up in the team of the season. Um, Fernandinho is gone. Do you see him and Rodri rotating that one of them plays every second game or could you see a situation where Rodri and Phillips play in the middle of midfield together? Um, I can't see them complementing each other. Nathan, to be honest, I think they're very similar in what they bring to a team. Uh, I, I mean, I've always been a little bit uh, uh, critical mm. uh, of Phillips because, and I think, the, but the only thing in his favour, for I can see, I think he's been told at Leeds to be the defensive midfield player, right? I think there's a lot and lot more in him. His passing is brilliant when he does pass it. But he doesn't get on the ball as much as he should. He was saying for England as well, to dominate in a way that you should be dominating from the middle of the field. And funny enough, neither does Rodri. So I, I think they'll get on okay, but the, the, I, I, 
It's like the ideal combination would be somebody, uh, one of the two of them, to really dominate the middle of the field by being creative. And I haven't never seen Rodri being creative, Nathan. Mm. He's always done okay. He's an A to B man, I call it. You know, he gets it from A to B passing. But he's not putting anybody through. He doesn't score many goals. Neither does Phillips. So they, they, I think both of them, I'd say they can play together with the, with the players that City have. Yeah. They've got an awful lot of skillful players around them. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, do they play together? I think they can play together, but uh, you'd need one of them. And I think it could be Phillips that could be more creative in his game. He's a lovely passer of the ball. He's a lovely kicker of the ball. Uh, but I think he's been told he's a midfield, defensive midfield player. When I see him for England and Leeds, I think there's a lot more in him if he wants to do it. And he has to want to do it himself. Is it the right move for Phillips? I know it's almost impossible to turn down Manchester City uh, if they come looking for you. But you know he is going to be fighting with Rodri for a place. He's not going to play every single match. He's not going to be the integral figure that he was maybe at Leeds. Do you think he could have looked at one of those other top clubs, uh, Manchester United, where maybe he would have been more of an integral part of the team? Well, well, if I were him, I would have gone to City. Right. Uh, you know, Manchester United have an awful lot to do, uh, Nathan. And it, with the ability that he has, I mean, he's been played in the Leeds team, that's okay, but they're not, they're not up there with Manchester City. So it should improve him. If, he, if, 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 if I'd say Guardiola w- would tell him, he expects more from him on the ball. And if you're playing for City with a lot of good players around you, uh, Nathan, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do that. So I think it'd be a success for them. Uh, to be honest, now, I'm not a big Rodri fan. He's OK. Yeah. But I never see him getting on the ball and, and really making a goal. He gets, the, gets it A to B OK. Uh, but if you look at his goal scoring record, he doesn't score many goals, Rodri. And I think in City... He should be scoring quite a bit of quite a lot of goals from the middle of the field. Now, he's a good player, but he's limited, in my opinion, what he brings to the, to the team. And I find uh, Phillips at England and and Leeds in a similar situation. Yeah. I think he can do an awful lot more. I don't think he was asked to do an awful lot at, at Leeds because he was regarded as the mid the holding midfield player. And similarly with England, but I think the ability he has, I think, is more natural ability than Rodri, uh, if he's encouraged to do it. And I'd be surprised if Guardiola doesn't encourage him to be better and take on more in the team than he actually does at the moment. Uh, what about Manchester United then? Eric Ten Hag has come in as manager. They're heading off on their pre-season tour tomorrow and they've signed just the one player so far who is Terrell Malaysia from Feyenoord, uh, full-back. Uh, they've been linked with any amount of players. Seems Christian Eriksen, that deal is pretty much done for Eriksen to come. They're still chasing Frankie de Jong from Barcelona as well, but it's all been overshadowed by Cristiano Ronaldo over the past week, and it seems his decision that he wants to leave the club because they're not playing Champions League football next season. Uh, for Ten Hag, should he let Ronaldo go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if a player doesn't want to play for you, Nathan, he hasn't come back. I mean, he's supposed to be ill or there's somebody ill in the family, but he hasn't made an effort to come back. Uh, and he, he's not shown the right attitude uh, if he wants to come back to Manchester and make a contribution. It looks like he wants to get away, Nathan. And mm. uh, it's very, very difficult for the manager. But all he can do, I'm, I'm only saying if I was in this way, I, I just said, well, look, look, you have to go. If you want to go, you, have to, you go. Because you have to have players in the club that's committed 
to what needs to be done. And that doesn't seem to be the case with Ronaldo. I mean, he hasn't come back for training yet. Um, so, the, the, like, this new manager has a big, big job to do, Nathan. There's no doubt about that. He's got he has the Ronaldo problem, but he's got other players. Can he get them in? Can he get? He's a lot to do, and he's going. It's going to take a bit of time to do it. But I think I don't think he can have Ronaldo uh, in the club, despite the fact that he's, he's a great player, as we know that you, you're building team spirit. And he hasn't shown the right attitude so far, because the right attitude is to get back as quickly as you can, the new manager, get into the training and, and get into the team, and the manager knows what he is. He really, really at the moment, he, he doesn't know where he is, mm. in my opinion, the manager. And he needs time to get the Ronaldo situation sorted out as quickly as possible to get concentrating on all the other players in the club getting the players in that he wants is the big thing now and getting rid of the players he doesn't want. But you, you can't have a player, no matter who it is, Ronaldo or anybody else, dictating the policy as he is doing at the moment. Would you worry for Ten Hag, considering the pattern of Manchester United struggling to get deals done, looks to be continuing? We've just spoken about Manchester City. They've got their big business done. Liverpool have kept Salah, they've got rid of Mane, they've brought in Darwin Nunez. Tottenham have a lot of business done. Arsenal have brought in Gabriel Jesus. Chelsea, it seems, are on the verge of signing Raheem Sterling. They've let Romelu Lukaku go, whereas Manchester United, again, are in complete limbo with a squad that looked a million miles off it last season. If Ronaldo goes, you know, you're looking at a scenario where Marcus Rashford is their really only out-and-out striker aside from a youngster like Anthony Alanga and Rashford again looked miles off it at the end of last season that right now they're in a far worse state than they were even at the end of the season oh, there's no doubt about that Nathan but he's only just gone in and, and he will find a reluctance from players that uh, in Ferguson's time would be delighted to get to Manchester United there's no doubt about that uh, but I think he'll get the players I think he knows enough players he's been he's, he's, he's He's come from a club where he's won the, 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 his league three times. And so, so he'd know players. Uh, now, uh, I think the players he'd know would come to him because they obviously got on well with him as well. But Manchester United, like all the great clubs, uh, Nathan, once you go into the position that they're in and have been in for the last three or four years where they're not, they're not doing what they should be doing the club they're in, you're obviously going to get a reluctance from players to come to that particular club rather than Manchester City or Liverpool at the moment. Uh, but I, I think he'll do a good enough job and I think he'll, he'll get enough players in that he knows uh, actually very, very well to come and do the job for him. At least what will happen with Manchester United, I think you'll see progress. Whereas the last four years, I don't think they've seen any progress at, at uh, Manchester United and they're left in the state they're in because of bad management and, and bad running of the club. Yeah. Now, this fella has a big job to do, but Ferguson had a big job to do when he came in, Nathan. When he came in, it took him a while to do it, but he did it. Uh, and I think if the manager is what he's supposed to be, I think he'll get it done. Uh, it's interesting you say he's going after players that he knows, because that seems to split opinion as to you know, a club the size of Manchester United should have a fully functioning scouting network. They should be in early for the players that they want, rather than relying on basically a lot of Dutch footballers are players who've played in the Dutch league just because they're the players that Ten Hag knows. Well, if you look at what's happened in the last four years, where whoever's been bringing the players in hasn't been the manager, uh, Nathan. Mm. And look what a mess they made of that. 
you know, I'd, I'd back this guy better for as a manager who knows players that can do a job for him, particularly in the early stages. And that's what he needs now. Then you make progress from there early on. You know, any, that's what happens with any manager. There's very few managers come in and immediately get what they want with the team to be successful. I mean, even Klopp at Liverpool, it took him a couple of seasons to get it right. And they went in a mess, Nathan. No, when you get Manchester United in the mess they're in, it, no matter who comes in, it's going to take them a bit of time to do it. But the best way to start it is to get players in that you know we're going to do what you, what you want at the moment and then progress from there. That's, that's, that'd be my take on it. This summer, we're bringing you double Koi gig. You know what happened? It was that we stopped talking and then people went down and that, that was the it. problem. I needed the motivation of you slagging me every week to get good results and just imploded without that. Subscribe to the OTV Koi gig pod on the OTV Sports app now. I suspect the uh, pre-season routine is slightly different for the current players than when you were playing, John. Manchester United are flying out to Thailand to play Liverpool in a pre-season friendly on Tuesday. Then they go to Australia uh, to play the Melbourne victory. And then again, uh, they're going around the world with games against other Premier League clubs. Uh, it's a bit mad what we expect of players, considering it feels like, well, the international yeah, fixtures finished just a few weeks ago. Really, Nathan. And it's, 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 it's greed, in my opinion. This is all about money. Because the players are only back last week, okay? And what you get the players back for pre-season training for is to get them ready for the matches. Now they're playing matches. And how they don't get more than could well do get injuries in, 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 in that situation. Because you, you do your training to be fit for the matches rather than do the way around. Mm. I mean, I go back a long time when I was playing at Leeds. And we never went away pre-season. We should play Bradford or uh, one of the local clubs in the, pre- the early pre-season matches while the training was going. In other words, you do two weeks training, Nathan, hard training, and you don't expect to be fit for matches. So you, you, you play matches where a lot of players can play, but you're not travelling. Uh, you can put, take players on, put them on. They're only friendly matches that you're playing in. That's how you build up your, your, your fitness. You get the training first, then you get a bit of playing, then you get more training. And like if you look at Manchester United now, they're looking for Ronaldo to go on the trip because there's probably mm. more in it for them with Ronaldo playing than not playing. Uh, and he hasn't trained. Well, he hasn't been at the club training. He might be doing, doing his training at home. But it looks like they only come back last week. That, it can't be right. And it's definitely uh, a money situation for the club. And I think it's greed. I think you're better getting your players fit. It's, it's, it's hugely important, obviously, to start the season with your players fit and get the right training coming in. But Man U, and I, Man U are not the only... Look, as you said, they're playing Liverpool. I mean, I don't... Are the Liverpool players back to... I don't know if they're yeah, back I think they, Yeah, I think both clubs went back on Monday, but not all of the players. I think the players who were involved in the latter stages of the internationals yeah. maybe aren't back until next week. Yeah, well, that, that tells you. I mean, the, 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 the players are playing for too many games anyway. Mm. Only, well, we look at them now, they've only just looked like they've finished. Uh, the season. Now you're into pre-season training, and the pre-season training is one of the most important things at any club. This is where you get really fit, Nathan, you know? You're back in the afternoon, you're really, really, really hard training, pre-season training, right? And then as you get near the, 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 the start of the season, then you ease off on it, but you get the basic training into you in the early stages. Now what you find now, Manchester United have been back a week, and the players have had a hard season last season anyway, now they're going all around the world playing matches. And that's because of the money situation. But I think it, 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 it's really, really difficult for players 
uh, to to play and get into the season and play matches when you're only just back training. It's it's changed it's changed totally, and I think it's wrong. And I don't think it's worth the money that they're getting. Pre-season training has has always been always been one of the most important important times of the season. This is when you get your fitness for the season, Nathan. Do you know what I mean? Mm. After that, you're playing the matches, you do a bit of light training, but you've got that basic fitness. Unless you get injured, then you have to start all over again. But I think it's totally wrong to be back uh, back after a hard season last season, a week back training, and now you're off playing matches again. I'd be surprised, and you would watch out for it, to see how many injuries these, 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 these lads come, come back with. Uh, one of the reasons the clubs need the money is because the ever-increasing wages in the Premier League and Mo Salah is now right there amongst the top earners. Uh, an interesting window for Liverpool. They have kept Salah, finally got the deal done. Uh, it seems they came to a compromise. He wanted 400 grand. The club wanted to give 300 and they met in the middle at 350. Uh, Sadio Mane is gone to Bayern Munich but already replaced by Darwin Nunez. What have you made of what Liverpool have done? Well, well, they, they've gone back on, on their um, policy, Nathan. Mm. There's no, no doubt about it. The policy was when somebody gets to 30, the 30 mark, they weren't going to give them an extended contract. Uh, now, they were the only one club... My, uh, my opinion, I'd give them the money, right? Uh, because he's such a great player. But money, money corrupts, Nathan. And uh, what you find now, if he's on 350 grand a week... He's the highest played player, I'd say, by a hundred grand a week, mm. right? So you get you get other players play, you know, and he's, he's a brilliant player, as we know, he's a great player. And players are, are only human, Simon. How why is he getting a hundred grand more than me? Do players you know? do players not look around and realise that you know Mo Salah's been Footballer of the Year? He's won the Golden Boot yet again. That you know we're talking about one of the best players in the world that deserves yeah. to be the best paid yeah. player in the Premier League. Yeah, well, Nathan, he doesn't do it on his own. Do you know what I mean? This is what happens in a team. You get some players, players who who are lauded more than any more than other players, and they score most goals, but they don't do it on their own. And Manchester, uh, sorry, Liverpool have a lot of terrific players uh, in the team that make make the goals uh, for Salah. I'm only, I'm only, I'm, I'm not saying it can happen. It, it will happen, but all I'm saying, as my experience in the game. And the, the, the money was much less than it was uh, uh, then than it is now. But I played in a very success, successful team, right? I don't know what the players were getting, but I think we were all getting pretty much the same. But if I was playing today, and I was playing with Billy Bremner, and we played together in midfield, and he was on a hundred grand a week more than me, I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I'm not saying it's, it, it can. I'm saying that money can corrupt, Nathan. And you, if you've got a team and a good spirit in it, money can come into it. Money can, and I think they've 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 uh, stopped their policy for doing what they've been doing with Salah. Mm. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but 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 it, 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 if it's if it's a hundred grand more than anybody else, Nathan, uh, players are only human and. They're contributing in a big way. I mean, they're all star players. Don't forget. So you think a Van Dyke might be looking at this, thinking, "Well, I'm I'm the best centre back in the world, so why not me?" Yeah, who's who's making the goals for Salah? Like you're only as good as the players around you, and and he's brilliant, Evan. But he can't do it on his own, you know. And 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 I mean, that's that's why Mane left because they they weren't giving him the money that he that he that he wanted, yeah. obviously. 
Well, they obviously they made... have a policy, and they've had a policy for the last few years that anybody gets to 30, they don't give them an extended contract, and, and they don't certainly don't raise it to, to the level that it's happened with, uh, with um, Salah. They I'm obviously... only saying that can happen. I mean, to be honest, if I was at Liverpool, I'd give them the money. But, but and I think he deserves it, but you're dealing with human beings, Nathan, where, why is he getting the money? Why am I not getting it? You never know. You never know. But, but money does corrupt in, in situations like that. I've seen it before at clubs, and I had no players into job blocks. You know, he's getting, and like in my day, he's getting 100 quid more than me a week. And what's he doing more than me? It, it, it does happen, Nathan. Just a word on Mane, John. But it's, it's out there now that Mo Salah is getting, I think Van Dijk is supposed to be on 250 grand a week. Now, well, this is big money, but Salah is on 100 grand more than him. I might be on 150 grand. It, it, it doesn't help team spirit, let's put it that way. Uh, just on Sadio Mane's departure then you know we've spoken about the Liverpool front three particularly the traditional front three of Mane Firmino and Salah there was was always a feeling I think over the years that Mane and Firmino were were almost as key to it as Salah that you know the work rate of Mane set the tempo for so much of what Liverpool have done now they brought in Darwin Nunes who looks a a different type of player but they'd already brought in Luis Diaz as well who was outstanding in the second half of last season yeah is it a big risk, do you think, for Liverpool letting Mane go? Um, well, he's a terrific player. But what they, what they have done very well, uh, Nathan, the players that they brought in are top-class players, really, really good, who can take over from Mane and that. Now, Mane is mm. a terrific player as well. But I think they've, they've, they've uh, brought in players brilliantly. They're top-class players. And that's why I'm surprised that they've gone with the Salah situation because they let Manny go. And Manny's a terrific player as well, one of the great players. But the lads they brought in have been top class, really top class. And the, 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 um, the, the players, whoever's bringing the players in is doing a great job, Nathan. And, and I thought, honestly, that the players that they brought in, they'd let Salah go. Yeah. Because these are terrific players. So I think what they've done now, actually, they've disrupted the policy of keeping the players on that money, and it could go against them. That's all I'm saying. But Salah is one of the great players, but they have terrific players in. Mane was a great player for them. Uh, sorry, uh, Mane, sorry, was a great player for them as well. But they've they, they've let him go because that's been the policy for the last few years. Now they've changed it for Salah. So it depends now on what how that goes down with the rest of the players. I'm always saying it's a possibility when money comes into it in that particular way. One other club briefly I wanted to touch on was Tottenham, another side who for once seemed to have got their transfer business done well and done early. I did fear we'd spend uh, a few weeks over the summer talking about Antonio Conte and will he stay at the club or will he want out as uh, Daniel Levy was up to his old tricks. But they've spent a lot of money to bring in Richarlison from Everton. They've signed Yves Basuma, the midfielder from Brighton, even Perisic, uh, very experienced player, Croatian, has come in as well, adding to the signings they made in January and keeping Harry Kane and Hyung min son. Uh, Tottenham look like they could be a force next season. I would imagine so. But, but there again, Nathan, they brought Conte in, having, not having had a real manager for years, mm. really, uh, with, with the, 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 the top man doing most of the stuff and not giving the money. 
and Conte has insisted on doing it. And look at the, the difference he's made since he's come in. He's only there, whatever he is, six months, seven months, eight months. I'm, I'm relating that now to the, the, the Manchester United manager coming in. Like, if you have the right manager, and I think Conte is a great manager, they, they can do it. Uh, it's difficult, but they can do it. Um, and he's done a great job on them. There's no doubt about that. And the Ricardson situation, I'm a little bit surprised at it, Nathan. It's only my opinion. I never really rated him that highly. Why? At, at Everton. I just, I thought he was moody. Um, I thought, remember the time he insisted on taking the penalty mm. when, he, when somebody else should have been taking the penalty? I never found him as a team player. And I, and I didn't rate him that good, to be quite honest. So when he's gone to, to, to Spurs, I think, well, what position is he going to play in? You know, Yassan and, 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 and McCain are two of the best strikers in, in the Premiership. Uh, and I, I, this fellow's an out and out centre forward. You know, he's a target man. There's no doubt about that. I can't see him playing anywhere else. So, obviously, Conte has something in his mind yeah. as to where he's going to play Kane. I mean, Son, we know he's going to play. He plays left-hand side of the, the, centre, for, the centre forward. Could Richarlison play in the right behind Kane? I can't see him being in that position. Uh, I don't see him as, as a player. He's a big centre forward. He's a big target man that can do do that. that I think that's his best position by a mile. I, I can't see him playing out of position as I, I see him out of position on the right hand side or left hand side of uh, uh, of Kane. I mean, Son does a great job on the left hand side, but he's very mobile and he, he can play in any position. I don't see Richardson as that type of player, but obviously that that's Conte's decision, and he knows he knows what he's doing. I just I just I'm just a bit curious about it, Nathan. Mm. All right, John, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We're going to be back every Thursday night uh, as we build up towards the season. I think what we're going to do, I'm going to say it out loud on air, so we have to do it. We spoke about doing it last year, John, where we're going to do a feature every Thursday night on one of the great managers of the 60s. So maybe Bill Shankly, uh, Matt Busby, Don Revy, and we'll pick your brains on your memories of them as managers over the next few weeks. And Jock Steen as well. So we'll do the four of them over the next four weeks. Okay. Great stuff, John. We'll talk to you then. Okay, thanks, Nathan. All our football and off the ball is brought to you by Sky. You can get more of the sports you love on Sports Extra with BT Sports and Premier Sports. Football on off the ball with Sky. Get more of the sports you love on Sports Extra with BT Sport and Premier Sports.